Hello, I am Daniel Gregory, and you are listening to episode 434 of the Perceptive Photographer Podcast. I really appreciate you tuning in. Hope you're having a wonderful week. One of the odd things about podcast recording when it comes to that intro, I've always sort of pondered is if there's a better way to say, hope you're having a great week, because if you're listening to it on Monday, maybe your week hasn't started, maybe you're listening on Friday, you've had a great week. So anyway, it's just a weird oddity of things not being live anymore. Anyway, odd, just random thought here as we start the podcast. It means absolutely nothing, but sometimes you get the random odd thought. If you haven't signed up for my newsletter, make sure you get on that. I'm about to announce a bunch of new workshops, including a three-day printing workshop. So shortening that up. So that for those of you who can't attend a week, I've had several people ask if I could do a shorter printing workshop. So I'll be announcing that, a couple of sessions for that, a short-form color workshop. I'm going to do a online color theory-free web seminar. So that'll be coming up. And I've got two sessions for an online critique class coming up which I'm pretty excited about. So that information will be contained in the newsletter. So if you haven't signed up for that, head up to danieljgregory.com, sign up for that newsletter and you'll get all that information. And I only hit your news box about every once a month or maybe every other month. So it's not a huge amount of email that's coming in there. But if you would uh, like to keep up to date with that information, make sure you sign up for that. Okay, this week I'm talking chicken and eggs. And I actually wrote down, I think, 700 titles trying to come up with this. And yes, this was the best I could come up with. For the title I wanted to talk about today, which is sort of related to content and concept, related more specifically to critique than how we actually create the photography itself, but sort of related to the way we would do an analysis of understanding work. And the reason I call it chicken and eggs is when we talk a lot about photography and we talk a lot about putting together projects, which I talked about in last week's podcast, we can approach projects either through the work we create or have the idea up front. And so that's the chicken and the egg, which comes first, the idea or the, the photographs. And as I talk about analysis, one of the things that I think is important is, and this has been addressed several times in this podcast, but as we think about sort of approaching how we understand our own photography and the photography of others, there's a number of different ways we can approach that analysis. And at the root of that analysis for most people is, do I like the photograph? without a really deep understanding of anything about the photograph. We just have a visceral reaction to it of I like it or I don't like it. So we're sort of missing the ability or the opportunity to dive deeper into understanding that work. And that's where this idea behind chicken and egg sort of comes from is, is there a way for us to think about the analysis in a way to get a deeper understanding of the work, to get a deeper understanding of how to approach the work and therefore a deeper understanding of our own work. So within that process, I've come up with the notion of concept as content and content as concept. And each one of those drives the opposite side sort of the teeter-totter. Are we driven by the concept or the content? And what's interesting about this is I think there is a bias in whether you lean on one or the other. I think if you have a bias towards concept, that results in you entering the analysis of work through concept. If you are content driven, you have a bias towards entering through content. And what I've grown to suspect in my own reading of photography and in my own work with others and attempting to get them to read photographs is that that bias oftentimes causes a pretty significant blind spot if we don't acknowledge and recognize that we have to do a pretty hard pivot to appreciate the other side of that coin. So if you're a content person, it takes more effort for you to think deeply about concept. And if you're a concept person, it takes more work for you to think about the content. Because we oftentimes are comforted by knowing what we know. And if I know content, it's much easier for me to live in that space. If I'm more, oh, that's an amazing concept, I'm more comfortable living in that space. 
But for us to create more meaningful work and to understand work on a more meaningful level, we have to somehow balance both of those. We need both chickens and eggs simultaneously. So we sort of need to run our own little uh, egg farm. We need the chickens and the eggs. And as we sort of think about how do we approach this, how, how do we understand where that bias sits? How do we think about understanding that? I think it comes down to sort of a question of alignment of a percentage. And what I mean by that is I think we both look, we all look at concept and content, but again, we favor one over the other. The question then becomes how much do we favor that side? And one of the ways I think we get to that answer to that question is that we have to start to look at objectively, how do we come down on our analysis and reading of photographs? And the objective when doing that is to be objective. And so the objective is objectiveness. It's a challenge though, because again, we bring all of our preferences and all of our biases to that conversation. And so as we're starting to look through what percentage am I, concept or content, some of you are probably already ready, like I'm 100% content or I'm 100% concept. But for the rest of us, we're sort of in that, we're somewhere in the middle of that teeter-totter. We're trying to understand where are we and how much do we wait to that? And I think one of the ways we get to that, to get back to actually answering that question, the one of the ways we get to that is that we have to start to be objective about when we first start to do our analysis of our own work, are we looking first and foremost at concept or content? And I think the way we get to this answer is we need to write down content or concept almost on a spreadsheet, identify hundreds of images or look back at hundreds of images, grab a photo book, grab your own photographs. And start to write, when you look at the photograph, what's the first thing you gravitate towards? Concept or content? Concept or content? And then after you do hundreds of these, you have enough of a qualitative information to be able to say, oh, I lean sort of into the conceptual side or the content side. Now in research, I'm much more of a quantitative researcher than a qualitative research. So I'm looking at smaller subsets, not necessarily massive trends. But I think when we do the analysis where we look at hundreds of images, and initially decide, are we content or concept? It allows us to know our sort of our entry point, our entry point of bias of how we judge things. So when we look at photographs on the wall, we go in and we say, I don't catch the concept or wow, I don't get why they would print that way or why they chose black and white or color, or I don't understand why it was framed that way. I don't understand that composition, whatever we are in terms of looking at cons uh, the actual content. But when we also then take a qualitative look at that, are you actually a better and deeper relator to conceptual work or content? So there's the preferred bias up front. Oh, I respond immediately to good concept or good content. But then there's also, do I actually have a deeper relationship to conceptual ideas that are expressed through the work? Or am I more interested in the specific content within the frame or within the few frames that actually make up part of the sequence? The thing that we approach that we ultimately have a deeper relationship to, we oftentimes can provide a more meaningful critique about. And so we may have the bias towards concept, but we critique better at a content level, meaning our emphasis, our relationship, the area we've learned language around and that we've identified more with is content driven. But our heart sort of lies with the other one. And so the goal of this percentage is not to figure out just where am I percentage wise, but it's to make sure that we are able to balance that teeter totter in a way that allows us to be 
effective at both ends of the spectrum so that we can be quite effective at discussing the concepts, quite effective at discussing the content, and then also how those two things ultimately relate to one another. For when we ultimately look at work, if we're looking at the single image, we can look at the single image and evaluate whether or not we believe it's effective, whether or not we believe it's correctly framed, whether or not we believe it has emotion, meaning, thought, intention, all those different pieces. We start to look at multiple images. We're now looking at the individual images within content and execution of concept. And we're now judging that as a larger body of work, which now requires the relationship between not just content and concept, but content and concept within each one of those images and then as the whole. That whole becomes sort of interesting because as we look at more and more images, it starts to become more and more informative for our understanding of why we relate to certain things. And more importantly, when we start to recognize that something is not working within a body of work, whether it be our own or somebody else's, it becomes important for us to recognize is that breakdown in the execution of that work, in the creation of that body of work, did the photographer, in this case, somehow misalign concept and content so far apart that we don't have a way to relate to them? Or is it that we don't have the understanding to look at the relationship between concept and content? My personal belief is that in many cases, there are times, as I sort of hedge my bet here, there are many times where I think content and concept aren't necessarily as well executed as they could be, or it's a little bit left to the imagination. And then there's other times where it's very not well connected. We see content, we understand a concept that's presented to us, but we have a hard time relating to those. So I think there can be issues on one side in the creation, but on the analysis side, I think is probably where more of that lies in that have we taken the time to take a understanding of what is the concept that's being discussed? How is that content in support of that concept? And is it plausible? Again, we go back to the notion of plausibility in analysis. Is it plausible that that content can support that concept? Now, they may not have the best images and all those little components, but can I get my head wrapped around that content and concept are working well together or not? If it's in my own understanding, have I given myself sufficient time to look at the work? Or again, have I allowed one of my biases that we mentioned earlier to come into play? Because I think sometimes we make a judgment call on work based on our own preference of what we would have done or what we would have liked to have seen in that body of work or in that photograph. But the ultimate question comes down to is not what would I have liked, but when I objectively look at the work and understand and break down what is the concept and can speak to that, what is the content that is in support of that concept and can speak to that, do we have alignment between all of that? And if so, then we can have a much more meaningful conversation about whether or not that work is truly the sort of work that we want to have presented or that we want to continue to look at over and over again. The answer sometimes may be no. After doing the analysis, I've decided the content and the concept don't align. And I'm being as aware objective as I can be. And I'm providing insights and information that I believe is coming from a space of empathy, a space of honesty, a space of openness, a space of trust, 
when I look at those components that I'm adding into there, that this is not about ego. This is not about damnation. This is not about uh, jealousy. It's about wanting to really deeply understand and connect with that work. I think we end up with a much more interesting concept and a much more interesting idea behind how this work can relate. So as you're thinking about your work, as you're looking at other people's work and you're thinking about, I have ideas and I have photographs and how are those two melding together? Making sure you have the clarity on both and the objectiveness on both and recognizing the bias you present to both is an important part of understanding how we create more meaningful insights into the analysis and understanding of our photography. I hope you have a wonderful week. Not wait, wait, remembering the beginning of the podcast. I hope you have a wonderful day. There we go. I hope you have a wonderful day. Do something fun. Do something creative. Make sure you tell the people you love that you love them because it's important that they know that and that you make sure that they know that. So again, thanks again for listening to the podcast. I will see you next time. Again, this is Daniel Gregory and you've been listening to the Perceptive Photographer Podcast.